respectable door. Two friends, two murders. two friends new murder fans what up oh it's gonna be a struggle today please pray for us yeah this we, is gonna be a rough one it's a first of all it's a monday Ugh. afternoon evening <laughs> what do you call this it's the evening I after think, work and we're recording podcasts podcasts on podcast and just not one plural multiple because i'm leaving y'all because yeah, kylie's freaking leaving us and you know what she's already a hot mess tonight she's touched her eye after petting cornelius which is <laughs> we know she shouldn't do so her eyes I all can't not red and it. swollen and then she almost breaks our podcast system that riley bought for us so it's gonna be a rough one but this here we go I Bear with be us. in charge okay you, yeah this is why i'm the boss lady mm-hmm. just kidding <laughs> pay her the big bucks yeah <laughs> i wear the pants in the relationship <laughs> so anyways Welcome to Two Friends, Two Murders. Episode 7. I always forget what episode it is. I know. But, you know, what That's else? why they pay me the big bucks. So, this week, we're talking about homicidal husbands. Yeah, no one guessed the clue. They you guys didn't. suck! <laughs> yeah, and, you know, I was really looking forward to your friend's guesses, but we didn't get any. Yeah, well, okay, so I guess I shouldn't say no one guessed it. My friend Kaylee guessed it, but we were like... <laughs> <laughs> Hennessy really wants to be in the podcast today, so um, I apologize. But I had to give them, like, multiple letters to figure it out, so it didn't really count. Oh, so they did figure it out, but with a clue yes. to the clue. Yep. So when I was doing my research, there's, like, you know how you Google, like, murderous husbands, mm-hmm. homicidal husbands, like, anything you can to get the good deets. Right. And so I came across, like, a bunch of articles, and I want to tell you about some. But one of them, and the title of the article just said, women, or a woman who wrote a book called How to Murder Your Husband was charged with murdering her husband. Wow. Yes, what do you know? Think of that. So she knows firsthand. She gives you all the details and what to do. And one of the things she said was, I find it easier to wish people dead than to actually kill them. I don't want to worry about blood and brains splattered on my walls. And really, I'm not good at remembering lies. But the thing I know about murder is that every one of us have it in us when pushed far enough. Jeez. So take it from Miss Nancy. Don't kill people. It's messy. So she released the book and then got? Yes. Oh, okay. I don't know if if she murdered. I think you gave yourself away there, Nancy. She definitely did. And I don't think she, I don't know if she murdered him before or after, but... Look it up if you're uh, looking for some some, some ideas, but please don't. <laughs> There's some uh, interesting ones with this category that I kind of like interesting cases that are happening right yeah. now. Like I saw, so obviously like Chris Watts yeah. just came up over and over and over and again. He, he's... He's not new, but they're still, yeah, he's still, isn't he still going through trial? Yeah, I think so. Like, I don't think he's actually had his trial yet, but if you guys don't recognize the name, he's the, is it Nebraska? Colorado something? I don't know. Oh, maybe it's Colorado. I can't remember. That's probably a lie. He's the one that killed his uh, pregnant wife and their two daughters. Yeah, and the what he did with them is just, like, horrible. You guys (laughs) will have to look it up, because... 
Yikes. It's a good one. We thought about doing it, and maybe we'll do it on a different podcast, but we almost need the whole time. Yeah, you could fill up the entire hour with just his case. It's a long story, but... There's also this one that I kind of wanted to do, but it's still, like... It was, like, a year ago, but because, you know, everything, like, takes so long, there's still, like, not a ton of details on it. Yeah. It's this guy from Utah, and his name's, like, Kenneth Manzernis or something? I can't pronounce it. I t- yep. Mm-hmm. But he, uh, he killed his wife on a cruise ship, and, like, when somebody asked him why he did it, uh, he said that because he, uh, he killed her because she wouldn't stop laughing at him. Oh. So I was like, what oh, did he do that made her laugh so hard that he killed her? I feel like people look at me sometimes and they're like she's annoying so i hope people don't have like thoughts that they want to kill me i hope not either that would be awful (laughs) i don't know there might be someone at work these days who doesn't like me just kidding guys everyone likes me yeah but i found another article (laughs) rude i'm just kidding everyone likes me and my cats and life is perfect and everything yeah (laughs) (laughs) in the podcast life which is a lie as tubby law would say oh my god i forgot about this are we yeah, still Blair, doing matlock those? get it together <laughs> but anyways i found another article that was so funny and it's it was like signs your significant other is about to snap and kill you and i was Ooh. like i'm gonna read this yeah and keep in mind so this was the same day my husband came home last week and he's like i'm gonna shave my head and so i was he's like, like going through like a britney spears moment like yeah i was like <laughs> why and he's like you know i just feel like it and I was like, I don't know how to take this, but we ended up shaving his whole head. I mean, he he looks great. He looks great, but it just seems weird. Like out of the blue. Yeah. You know? I want to shave my head today. I still love you, babe, but you're <laughs> giving me signs. You're on the signs. You're on the signs list. <laughs> what were some of the signs so, they said? They're kind of funny, and I just picked some of them. So, uh, one, they order for you at a restaurant. <laughs> okay. <laughs> She'll have the chicken nuggets Kelsey. and the mac and cheese. Kelsey orders for Parker. Ooh, Parker. <laughs> Just run. kidding. Run. Uh, they seem to be liked by everyone. Okay. <laughs> I feel like these are the opposite of a serial killer. <laughs> they don't cry at sad parts in movies. I wonder who does that. Uh, well, that means you're killing Riley, <laughs> so. <laughs> I don't have any emotions. Just I'm kidding, I'm in do. the clear because I cry at everything. You just wait. Uh, this one, they buy things they don't need at Target. <laughs> was this like a joke article because who does not buy things know. they don't need at the next target? one's pretty good they have red hair <gasps> oh shit i thought i was gonna make it off the list and <laughs> their name starts with a k what the fuck <laughs> just kidding <laughs> oh i was like what the hell <laughs> but the rest of them were serious just not the red hair and this starts with a k but you never know it could be but guys this watch, is your warning watch run. for the signs because there's a lot of them, apparently. <laughs> I buy all the things I don't want at Target. Or what? don't need. There's little chance that I go into Target and only buy the thing I went in there for. If you are a lady, it could be a man too, and you walk into Target and you're like, mm, I need razors. Yeah. And you leave with just razors. That m- makes me think you're more of a serial yes. killer. Good on you. Because <laughs> there's a lot in that store that everyone needs. Yeah, I see. I saw a meme forever ago that was like, you don't, tar- you don't tell Target what you're gonna buy. Target tells you what you need. That is absolutely correct. <laughs> I love memes, and it's so funny. And you guys are gonna hate me because we're gonna talk about Game of Thrones again. Ooh, ooh. 
The memes for Game of Thrones so freaking are good. killing me. The brand ones, I'm dying. They're at. so funny. <laughs> if you guys have, if you guys don't know what we're talking about, then I'm so sorry, but you're missing out. You're gonna want to skip ahead like 30 to 40 <laughs> seconds because no, there's some. There was one today that I found, and it for those of you who've seen that's a raven, but it was brown, <laughs> and then it said that's so three eyed raven. <laughs> It was cute. That's boasted. And then the ones where he's... I just love... In last night's episode, okay, guys, he's just this most... To give you a little background, he is one of the most awkward actors I've ever met in my life. I've never met him. I don't know why I said that. (laughs) I've ever seen in my life. (laughs) Whatever. We're like best friends. He was awkward in person, too. Yes, because I've met them all. We're really tight, you know. I'm going to be in the next season. (laughs) There isn't one. But yeah, he... His eyes roll in the back of his head. Or no, before he does that, he says... What does he say? I need I'm to- going to leave now. Oh, yeah. Now. I'm going to leave now. And he just <laughs> closes his eyes and r- t- does his thing. Whatever, guys. Just just watch it for Jon Snow. That's He's a weirdie. Lo- just watch it for Jon Snow. Or uh, watch it for the the part where Tormund talks about, like, drinking out of a giant's titty. Because that, <laughs> that one's pretty good. <laughs> guys, I know the way we're explaining it. You're like, what yeah, I definitely want to watch this, but you about? need to. Even if you just watch this season. There's I actually dragons, have a bunch of friends that are, like, trying to catch up now. But it's like, yeah. too little, too late, ladies. Yeah, Jesse, I'm talking to you. Oh, <laughs> We've been calling out all our friends. We're not going to have mm-hmm. any friends after this. It's okay. We got each other. It's fine. But anyways, speaking of crazy people, I think I'm up first. You are up first. And good thing, because Kylie's got a novel <laughs> to read. <laughs> I, like, never do. I always have, like, the tiniest ones. So Mine's not fine. very long, guys, so bear with us. You don't have to stay here for seven hours. We do. Ugh. Maybe if we're super long, we'll edit out the Game of Thrones stuff. No! Just kidding! You guys will listen! <laughs> As our fans, you will listen! And we'll just create a side podcast that talks about it. Yeah. There's probably one of the, there's probably some of Game of Thrones. Yeah, uh, easily. Hannah literally asked me to do one today with her. Yeah, <laughs> yes. <laughs> Guys, anytime you want to make a podcast, we got the we got the stuff. Yeah, but we have to be on it. Uh, that's the requirement. Yep. But we will do it. Anything with you, we will talk about anything. We still haven't set up like a guest a time for like a guest nope. to come on. <laughs> I swear we're gonna do all this stuff. I promise. <laughs> it's on the to do list. We've been a little occupied lately. But we will get there. Oh, you know what we forgot to talk about? What? Um, some of you that reached out. so angry. <laughs> what? I sounded so mad. What? What? <laughs> well, because you're just ready to tell your story, aren't you? No. Everyone else is like, please just get to the murder. <laughs> um, we reached out to you guys and wanted you to tell us like what your favorite scary movie was so that oh, we yeah. can make a list. So we have a couple that we're going to watch. We do. Um, and Kylie's seen most of them. I have yeah. which I would feel like I had seen a lot. But a lot of them were older ones. What was the one your mom said? The change. And what did she say about it? <laughs> like, never has a wheelchair and a wet ball been scared. I More terrifying. I don't understand anything about that, but I'm ready. You will understand it after. What were some of the other ones? Uh, Darkness Falls. That's another one I haven't seen. It's like about the Tooth Fairy, kind of. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. That one's, I don't remember it, to be what honest. What was one I've seen and you haven't? The, cr- the Hand That Rocks the Cradle. That I've one. I've never even heard of that one in my life. I don't even remember the names of all these. This is what Kylie's good at. Yeah, I have a whole she list, She remembers so. these things. I don't. Mm-hmm. Okay. That, sorry, that was the last thing. Let's get to the, <laughs> let's get to the homicidal husbands. I guess. Ugh, let me get my notes up. All right, guys. Today. Oh, shit, I almost just pulled it down again. <laughs> we're going to have to take a break because Kylie needs to leave. <laughs> just kidding. I'm going to be talking about Stephen 
Supel, Supel. I don't know. We'll call him Steven. Yeah, just Steven. I don't. Good. I struggle with last names, so we're on a first name basis with all these people. Mm-hmm. So let's let's give you some background. So Steven was born in August of 1965. He graduated from Regina High School in the in Iowa. Regina George High School. That's exactly what it is. There's <laughs> lots of buses that hit people. A lot of burn books. No, no, no. You can't no, sit no, with us. No, no, no. Okay. But after he graduated from high school, he went to the University of Northern Utah and graduated from there. So he was an upstanding citizen. Which, how do you get that title? Like, you, you just, just don't do anything wrong, I guess? Or maybe he's, like, <laughs> involved in the community or something? Fine, I'm an upstanding citizen then, too. So he <laughs> got good grades, and he treated others kindly. Good job, Steven. You're killing it. Until later. <laughs> but he, no pun intended, because he literally kills it later. Uh-huh. Okay, so in June of 1990, he married Cheryl Kestesserson. <laughs> I'm just, I think it's just Kesterson. We're going to call her Cheryl. Cheryl, okay. Uh, They adopted four South Korean children. Okay. Ethan, Seth, Mira, and Eleanor. Uh, Ethan was 10, Seth was 9, Mira was 5, and Eleanor was 3. Okay. It's a lot Uh, of kids to adopt all at once. Yes, crazy people. That's your first sign. (laughs) Uh, And then they went to Target. (laughs) And then they dyed their hair red, got extensions. (laughs) Hey! Anyways, Cheryl was a teacher at the Iowa School District, and Stephen worked at a bank investment office, so they live in just the normal life. All right. Uh, The family attended church services every Sunday at St. Mary's Catholic Church, and they were always present at their church activities. All right. So literally nothing screaming at you yet. Uh, So their families and neighbors everyone said that they were happily married loved their children they like they said they said they went to all the church activities they went to all of the school activities they just they were living the life uh in until in february of 2008 steven was actually charged with stealing $599,000 from his job didn't i do a murder where he stole money who was it we've had a couple that they like I know so that the first one I did, he still stole money. Oh, too. yes. It was my online murder. Uh-huh. That guy. I forget yeah. their names. Because I can't remember everything. But he stole $599,000 from his job at the Hills Bank, uh, where he was actually vice president at the time. So he had access to the monies. Mm-hmm. Um, though he was charged, he pled not guilty to embezzlement and money laundering and was just out on ball. ball. <laughs> <laughs> Goodbye. I'm leaving. (laughs) He was out on bond awaiting trial. So things started to get a little troublesome for Stephen after this. So he just kind of flipped after this point. Uh, Family and friends could tell that his attitude was changing and that he just wasn't as happy as he had been. Uh, On Sunday, March 23rd of 2008, Stephen and his family attended Easter Mass at their local church with their friends and family. And that included Cheryl's parents. Uh, Later on, everyone explained that they seemed fine. Everything was Nothing seemed out of the uh, normal. Okay. But later that night, a fam- oh, and then later that night, a family friend actually stopped by the home and visited with the family for, for a few hours. So he came over. Again, everything was fine. They played okay. games. They were just chilling. This is when things get a little interesting. So Sunday, around 11.30 p.m., Stephen leaves a message for his brother-in-law and father st- stating that his family is in heaven. That's what? it. He just calls them says... The, our, my family is in heaven and hangs up. 
Uh, now, the only thing that really explains the next events is a letter from St- Stephen and the evidence found. So it kind of, there's nothing to prove what happens, but with the evidence in this letter, this is kind of what puts these, the next events in place. Okay. So, that Sunday night, Stephen committed multiple murders, which included his wife and his children. Oh, jeez. He first killed Cheryl, so his wife. He killed her by bludgeoning her, th- her, 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 her to death with a baseball bat in their master bedroom. I don't know how the kids didn't hear or what happened, but after that, he shut the door. He then... We're getting into this quick. I told you guys. <coughs> oh, Kylie, pull yourself together. She can't handle it. She's so upset. Steven. <laughs> uh, so then he took his children into the garage, put them all in the car, and tried to kill them by carbon monoxide poisoning. So, after a while, he decides, well, this isn't working, so he needs to do something quicker. Oh, my god! So, he takes his four children into the house and does the same thing and bludgeons them to death with a baseball bat. Yeah, so he's just killing these kids by beating oh them to death. Oh, my god! And I don't, one thing I don't understand, and there's a lot of stories like this that you're kind of like, what were the other people doing just sitting there? Like, yeah. were they running away, trying to get somewhere? Like, keep in mind one, like... What were they? There was one that was five and three. They don't know what's really right. going on, so he probably went for the oldest ones first. But it's just like you have to think like, what were yeah, they doing? Because they situation? they have to be scared. Like yeah, you, like absolutely. Like the car thing, I get because they don't probably still don't get like what's yeah. going on. We're well, like, yeah, we're just going for a we're car just ride. Like, why in the are car we just sitting he's here? Ready? Yeah, yeah, or something. But like the baseball bat, like, ugh. Yeah. So, um, the three oldest children were found in their bedrooms. So he took, and maybe this kind of explains it. Maybe he took each one of them into their bedrooms, told them to stay. Yeah. And he went and killed them one by one. Ugh. So again, like, there's no proof of what happened. It's just how they found them. So, and you'll, it'll make sense after when we get to the end why they couldn't really explain what happened. So uh, he, so the three oldest children were found in their bedrooms, and the youngest was downstairs in the toy room. So, Stephen now, he decides to leave the house, but not before leaving a note and calling his home answering machine and leaving a message expressing his regrets. So, he writes a message explaining the events that happened, apologizing, doing all these things, and then he also calls his answering machine to leave a message on there. So weird. Yeah, I don't, whatever. So, he again calls the answering machine later. This is probably an hour later. And he states that he tried to drown himself in the Iowa River, but he just keeps floating. Oh, my God. He just, nothing's happening. So, this guy's a noob. He doesn't know how to drown himself. Well, and, like. Doesn't know how to do carbon monoxide poisoning. You, yeah, you try that with your family. You end up killing them with a baseball bat, but then you try to go drown yourself. Yep. Like, okay. He's definitely killing it. So, um, around 6 a.m. the next morning, police were directed to the home by an anonymous 911 caller, which was later confirmed to be Stephen himself. So, <laughs> you shut your face. <laughs> so, uh, they get, yeah, so they get a 911 caller, which actually ended up to be Stephen, who just states, you need to get to this house immediately, mm-hmm. and then hangs up. When they arrived there around 645, they found Cheryl and their four adopted children dead from blunt force trauma. Uh, in a note he left, he believed that his family would be better off as well as his family, or better off dead, instead of enduring further pressures caused by the charges against him. Wow, so glad that he made that call yep. for them. Yep. Uh, around 6.36, <clears throat> police receive another 911 call about a fiery crash on I-80. 
So witnesses explained that a driver was driving at high speeds and deliberately crashed into a concrete pillar. The driver of the car was Stephen. Uh, when he, so he got in, he got in his car, he tried to drown himself, that didn't work, so he's like, well, what should I do? I'll crash my car. So he drives his car going super fast, right into a concrete pillar, the car bursts into flames, and Stephen dies. Whoa. So that's why they don't know exactly how the events took place, because the only one who would know is Stephen, and he died. So, uh, I actually have a video of the police explaining what they found and kind of giving you a little bit of background oh, into cool. the 911 call, so I'll play that for you guys. Um, we believe uh, that probably she died first. Um, at that point, uh, he probably had the children in, in the garage with him in that suicide attempt. When that failed, uh, then the, the children um, were subsequently... Um, killed, and then uh, the suicide attempt at Lower City Park uh, occurred after that, followed by the uh, the accident on the interstate. There was no specific reason why he did this. Um, the messages and the note uh, basically contained apologies for his action um, and his feeling of despair over what had happened. Uh, probably partially the embezzlement charges and, and the, the effect that that had on him and his family, yes. There was nothing in our investigation that indicated there was any kind of domestic situation prior to this that may have uh, led up to this. Uh, most people we spoke to described it as an ideal family. Obviously, they had their problems here recently, but uh, uh, he was described as a, a kind, loving father, and he and his wife got along well. So it's so crazy because he's just like this normal dude. There's no previous like, yeah, anything, and he just like goes out on this thing and kills her. Well, and it's just surreal because it's like, uh, yeah, like yeah, they got into a crazy situation because of embezzlement, but it's like you don't get to make that decision yeah. that this is too hard for them. Yeah, like, and it's just like pay your duties, do yeah, your time. Yeah, you guys will live through Things it. Things will be okay. Like, yeah. this is not the answer. The, all of these just, like, drive me crazy because yeah. I'm like, why you, do you get to make yeah, that call exactly. for other people? Like, yep. it's so gross. Yeah. So the community, they got together and mourned for the loss, including the relatives from all sides of the family. Uh, they did do a combined funeral, which some people were upset about because they actually did bury both parents and their children together. Mm. But the family was saying that they wanted to uh, bury them all together and that they want they forgave him. Like, they they didn't want to continue living mad at him and they'd rather them be all together. Yeah. So, that's my murder. That is so Pretty hard. quick, but that's what I picked. And that guy's Creepy. a douche. Creepy. And, I mean, good on him for killing himself because... <laughs> that's not nice to say but it's just like and the reason and that he crashed his car you're like putting others in danger yeah seriously and that's what bugs me it's like if you like obviously no one should ever kill themselves but like yeah. if you're thinking about murdering someone in your family like just go out yeah like don't take them with you yeah. ridiculous yeah exactly so there's that Ugh. beat Ugh. that kylie i have to say that every time it's just a new thing oh okay because <laughs> I really feel the pressure, I and know, I never know mine if was I can so beat good. You. And guys, just again, apologize for Hennessy. He's literally sitting here 
sniffing the microphone. Yeah, he's going to knock he it. He really wants to be part of this today, and I don't know why. He's our murder mascot. And that's his tail smacking the microphone, <laughs> just so you guys know. <laughs> um. Okay. So mine is kind of long, but I'll try and like kind of just. That's okay. Mine was short. Tell it all to tell it, get through it kind of quick. So uh, my murder is an oldie, but a goodie. It's Ew. about a couple, Helly Nielsen and Richard Crafts. Don't know them. So Helly uh, Nielsen was born in Denmark in 1947. Um, she was a very happy, bright woman. She excelled in school, learned multiple languages, and enjoyed traveling. She um, <clears throat> she was at start. <coughs> Sorry, <laughs> corny corn's really blocking up my, my throat goodness, today. Goodness, you're a mess. <laughs> She was a stewardess in Europe for quite some time, and then Pam Am Airways was hiring out of Copenhagen, and Helly applied for the job, and she was one of the candidates that, uh, there was like eight candidates picked out of 200 applicants, and she succeeded first in her class. Oh, nice. So, um, everyone described her as beautiful, fun, loving, smart, um, and she just really, she really did uh, well at the job, so... There was a motel in Miami where a lot of the other pilots and stewardess would stay because it was near the airport, and this is where Richard and Richard and her met. So on May 24th, 1969, at this motel, while waiting for a flight, this is where she met Richard, and her life would never be the same. Aww, cute, but not really. So cute. Never be the same in a bad <clears throat> way. Richard was... <laughs> Richard was described as a rough-around-the-edges type of person. Uh, He was born in New York in 1937. He was the youngest and only boy in his family, and his childhood was described as relatively normal, like nothing out of the ordinary. His father was a a successful businessman. Uh, His father had also been a football player and was in World Hmm. War I. Um, everyone kind of expected Richard to live up to the same standards. What an upstanding citizen he is. That gets you an upstanding (laughs) citizen. I believe so. (laughs) Um, in school, Richard didn't really succeed. He graduated with, like, average grades, tried to become, um, oh no, that's not right. (laughs) (laughs) He actually was an A-plus student. No, he did (laughs) He did just get average grades. Um, he tried college for a while, but ended up dropping out. That's what I was trying to say. Oh, I, that's, just bear with us, I people. I understood you. Everything you just said. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> Richard ended up joining the Marines and was immediately drawn to aviation. And from this, this is where he became a successful pilot. So no one really knows exactly how, because it's not like Richard was like this super handsome dude or mm-hmm. like very suave but he was just suave <laughs> i have that actually written the down suave <laughs> i don't know what that means it's a shampoo <laughs> continue well now i feel like i have to like look up the definition of suave for you to be determined <laughs> but despite not really having all of those attributes he was always like surrounded by women like always had a girlfriend always had multiple girlfriends um i don't know if they like back then they would call him a player like i don't think that's i don't know if that's the phrasing you use back then but he was a player it's 2019 Um, yeah 
So Richard and Helly started dating. Even though Richard was already engaged to someone else, Helly didn't really care. She just wanted to be with him. Uh, they were on again and off again constantly, and a lot of Helly's friends didn't really understand the attraction because she was described as the kind of girl that could get, like, any dude that she mm-hmm. wanted, but yet she chose to spend her time with him. So mm. um, in 1979, Hell became pregnant with Richard's child, and they were married that same November. Cute. They bought a house in Connecticut and had three children together. Precious. Yeah, so precious, but it takes a turn. Oh, dear. Of course it does. This is a murder podcast. <laughs> what did you say in our last one? This is not a fairy tale podcast. Yes. <laughs> um, I'm repeating my jokes, damn it. Oh, no, we need new content. <laughs> so, uh, safe to say that their marriage was rocky. Um, Helly basically had to raise... I really hope I'm saying her name right. <laughs> I've said it like... I've said about 47 different names for my people, so you're good. Fair enough. Um, she basically <laughs> had to raise the children by herself, so she actually ended up hiring a nanny named Dawn um, that lived like lived in the house with them. Um, I see where this is going. Not really. <laughs> I love how I just stare at you. I know, like, okay, shoot, okay. Uh, Richard would leave, okay, so back to how the marriage is rocky. Richard would, like, leave at days at a time and just would never tell her where he was For going. days? Yeah, just just pack up and leave. Okay. Like, sometimes it would be because he had flights. Sometimes it would be because he was going to gun shows. He was, like, completely or... obsessed with guns. He had, like, a huge collection. He was living a secret life. Uh, yeah, I mean, probably, right? <laughs> um... He actually, in his gun collection, he had enough to arm over 50 people and had, like, Jeez. several different kinds of guns, like handguns, oh semi-automatics, rifles. I say that stuff like I know what that even means, but Come I on, don't. Kylie. You didn't do your research, <laughs> suave. <laughs> I'm going to, we're going to get the definition of suave before this podcast is over. Um, anyway, so he had a bunch of guns, but so sometimes he would be at like the gun shows, right? Or, but he would never tell her where he was going. He would just leave and would return days later. Like it was no big deal. Um, in addition to running off, Richard was continuously cheating on Helly and dated multiple women. So it was also obvious that Helly was being abused by Richard. She went into public several times with bruising on her face and like Mm. black eyes and stuff that she was like trying to cover up. Um, she even told friends at one point that if something happens to her, to not assume that it was an accident. So hmm. by 1985, she had had enough and talked openly with her friends about getting a divorce. She also hired a private investigator to start collecting evidence against Richard. So hmm. um, so she was trying to do something about it. Yeah, she was trying to do something about it. So kind of fast forward a little bit. On November 20th, 1986... Richard woke Dawn, the babysitter, up at 6.30 a.m. and told her that he needed to drive her and the kids to her sister's house, his sister's house. He said that Helly had already driven up and that they would be meeting her there. Dawn thought this, this was super strange, that he wanted to leave that early and that Hell had already left. Hell. Helly had already <laughs> left because there was a huge uh, snowstorm the night before. And, so does the babysitter and the road live with them? Bad. Yeah. Sounds like it. Mm-hmm. In-house nanny? Yeah, in-house nanny. Yep. Um, but yeah, this huge snowstorm had hit, so she was like, she ought, like, Helly already left? Like, you, you really want to leave right now? Like, yeah. the roads are terrible, but they ended up doing it, right? So, when Richard dropped them off, Helly was not there, and she never showed up to the sister's house. So, Dawn and Helly's friends continued to ask Richard where she was, and he would give a variety of different explanations, like... 
he would say, oh, she went back to Denmark to visit her mom because her mom's really sick. Mm-hmm. Or he would say that she just decided to leave, like went on a vacation without any telling anyone. Yeah, doesn't seem sketchy like at all. Uh, he even told people that she was just in the Canary Islands for fun. Oh, okay. Yeah, so you totally guys? normal. Sounds mm-hmm. good. Um, police kept asking Richard why he was telling people different stories about her disappearance, and he said that he didn't want to admit that his wife would leave him. So that was, like, his excuse for saying mm. multiple different things. Gotcha. Um, eventually they get a search warrant for his house because no one can find her. There's literally just, like, no trace, and, you know, people knew about kind of his abusive, like, nature, so yeah. he became the prime suspect. Yeah. So they got a search warrant for his house and found multiple pieces of evidence, um, he had cut up little pieces of his carpet in the bedroom. Yeah, um, that's not obvious. <clears throat> yeah, there was just, like, little squares of the carpet missing for some reason. He told police that was because he spilled kerosene on the ground. Oh, okay, But, yeah, like, totally normal. You can't kerosene around in your room. Yeah, you just need that. <laughs> I, don't know, I don't even know why he thought that was a good excuse. But um, they also found blood that was, like, spilt on their uh, the bedside table. So... Mm. Um, they checked his credit card records. Uh, the day after Heli went missing, he had purchased a freezer, a chainsaw, oh. and rented some high-priced machinery, which was unknown to the police at this time. What could you do with all of these items? Why do you need all of those that night? Yes. Very odd. What project are you working on? <laughs> Um, so at this point, the cops obviously have a ton of evidence going against Richard for um, Hallie's murder, but they don't have a body. So all of it's technically circumstantial, and mm-hmm. um, they're, they're not really sure how to move forward until a witness comes forward saying that they spotted Richard down by um, this lake in the middle of the night. They're so say down by the banks. Down by the banks of the hang. <laughs> Saying ee ee. Oh oh. Who's got the dilly in a Baru on you? I don't know if that's actually it. <laughs> Anyways. <clears throat> so there was this man who was working maintenance and was like driving snow plows for the city. So he was obviously out like during that yeah. crazy ass snowstorm. Um, and this, again, this was the night before Heli went missing. Um, he saw a man down by the lake using a wood chipper in the middle uh, of the night. So. It's going to get interesting, folks. Turns out, <laughs> spoiler alert, it was Richard and he had rented the wood chipper. Oh! What um, do you know? So they end up going down to the lake, and they found a piece of Helly's mail at the site, like, just a piece of her, like, mm-hmm. I can't even, I don't know, I think it was, like, a bill or something that she had, but um, they found that. They found a toenail that Ew. was painted pink. Ew. Um, I actually found a picture of it. I'll post it I'm for ready. you. Um, so gross. Like, just chilling. Is the wood chipper, the wood chipper's not there anymore. Wood chipper's not there. Like, there's nothing, the freezer's yeah. not there, like, nothing, okay. right? But it's just they go down after that witness came and told them they saw someone, like... How does one clean the wood chipper? <clears throat> I know, he, like, returns <laughs> it and is like, good as Oops. new! <laughs> this worked out great. <laughs> um, they found, like, a ton of blonde hair. Like, I think they said that it was over, like, 2,000 strands of, like, blonde hair down by the lake. Ugh. Um, and then they also found a tooth. So. I mean, he did pretty solid at hiding everything else. Yeah, seriously. (laughs) Um, there were a couple, there were multiple mishaps with the forensic evidence, and Richard had a few trials because of, um, 
He did. He, it was in one of those situations because there was so much publicity about the case. Like, yeah. they didn't think he would get a fair trial in his hometown. So there was, like, mishaps with the trials. And so he had multiples. But um, at the very end, they were able to identify the tooth as Helly's because it had some, like, unique dental work yeah. on it. And they charged him and found him guilty of her murder. So uh, what they think happened is they think that... So he won't admit to it. Um, no, he did end up admitting to okay, it. Okay, okay. So... Um, they think that that night, Helly came home and he had, like, been hearing that she was, like, talking with her friends about divorcing him and everything, and they got into some kind of fight, and he hit her with a blunt object, and then, uh, kept her body in a freezer for a few days, rented the machinery, chainsawed her body into pieces, and then took the wood chipper out and put her body through the wood chipper. All right. He was sentenced one way to, to 50 do it. years in prison. Only 50 years? Mm-hmm. And you did all that? Yeah, isn't that insane? Can you imagine, like, I, I like, I didn't even think about him returning the wood chipper <laughs> yeah, until you just said that. The dude's, that. like, cleaning it, and he's like, that looks like skin. <laughs> so <laughs> nasty. What the heck? Um. So, like, this has actually been a pretty popular case. Like, there's been a ton of, like... Um, investigative discovery episodes on it, like, Ugh. different things like that. And then it actually um, inspired the movie Fargo, which I've never seen, but I've heard Fargo it's really either, good. But my brother tells me to watch it all the time. I think it, like, got nominated for, so, like, um, some huh. awards and stuff, too. Like, I heard to it's really continued, good. To be continued, we will watch it and let you guys know what we think. Let's add it to our list. Done. Well. Is there more? No, that's oh. it. <laughs> I was like, what's next? What can you do? That's nasty. Isn't that so crazy? I mean, that's one way to do it. I was like, what's the freezer and the chainsaw got got to do with this one? He's got a wood chipper. Yeah, well, and, like, when they originally, like, uh, searched his house, they, like, found a freezer, but it wasn't the freezer that he had rented. He ended up, like, tossing that freezer for some reason. I wonder if he didn't actually return anything, if he put it somewhere. Had it hidden, yeah. But then at the same time, you think they would have found it then. Right. It was, like, $900 to rent this wood chipper. Um, Jeez. I don't know why that's interesting, but just in case you guys <laughs> wanted to know. Just in case you're interested in getting a wood chipper, they're yeah. quite costly. Well, and they said he was the kind, like, he, like, during his trial and, like, all the interviews and stuff, like, he literally had zero remorse. And then, like, when he was getting getting sentenced, he was like, I have feelings just like everyone else. And Do it's you? like, not really, though, because no. you put your wife through a wood chipper. Yeah, so that's maybe not what a normal person not would do. not like everyone else. What a weirdo. I know. Guys, to let you guys know, suave, <laughs> suave, suave to some people. Thank you. Thank you for finding is it. Is charming, confident, and elegant. Boom! Especially of a man. Not just a shampoo, people. <laughs> a cheap ass shampoo. Just kidding, suave. We'll 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 take your money. We'll we'll put you on our podcast. Yeah, I've used Please it. Please use suave, it is great. <laughs> Does not dry out your skin or anything. All right, guys, have a solid week. We're going to go eat some soup. Yay! (laughs) Bye! Bye. Ooh, jinx! Oh, me a soda.